for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt. I'm assistant pastor here at Cornerstone. Um, and I have the privilege of bringing the message today. Pastor Neil, our senior pastor, is back from holidays next week. I thought it was this week. And so here we are. Thankfully, I found out on Wednesday that he was back next week and not, what's the time now? 10.35 today, but here we are. And uh, let's, just, let's just pray together before I start the message this morning. Lord God, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. I want to thank you for that reminder that we've had this morning during worship of, of who we are in you and, and who you are. God, I thank you that you are all-powerful that you are above all things. And God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the promises that it declares. I thank you for your truth, for your love that, that shines out of the pages as we read them. And God, I just pray that you would use the words that you place on my heart this morning to impact us deeply, that we would be changed and renewed and moulded that we would be equipped as we leave this place to go back into the world around us and to declare your goodness and your love. Amen. Amen. So as I said, my name is Matt, I'm Assistant Pastor here and I want to extend a welcome to you if you're visiting with us today and welcome to everyone else as well. You also are welcome. I want to invite you to hang around for, for morning tea afterwards. We have awesome morning tea through the side doors there and I'm hoping that today I won't go for too long so that we've got more time for fellowship afterwards. Maybe we can finish before kids' church so parents can have a bit of free time before your, your kids are released. But we'll see, you know, maybe, maybe I might ramble and we won't have that. But that's, that's where we're at. But over, over these last few weeks, we've, we've been looking at faith, haven't we? Yes? Good. Glad someone's been listening. Um, and so I'm just going to continue on with that today and, and talk about what God has placed in my heart. And I guess as I, as I was growing up, I remember that there were times when, when I would go outside at night, whether I was alone or with my dad or my mum or with someone else, and I'd be walking around, I'd be peering out into the darkness and finding my mind playing tricks on me. You, have you ever experienced that where you're looking out and you're convinced that there's something there and you're not sure what it is and then you start getting a bit scared maybe? And as I've grown up, I've, I've learned and I've actually taught my brain that 99% of the time that there aren't things out there in the darkness waiting to get me. But there are still times. In fact, last night was one of those times as I climbed into bed late at night uh, my lovely wife, Alison, and she asked me not to tell any stories about our family, so I'm not, just ignore this one. <laughs> no. My lovely wife, Alison, says to me, I think Jesh, our youngest, has left his sippy cup outside. I don't want it left outside, can you go and get it? You did, she didn't say that. She said, don't worry, it'll be fine. I said, I'll go, and I got myself out of bed and I grabbed the best torch I could find, which was on my phone. Has anyone ever, has anyone ever used a torch on their phone for anything that's useful? Because I went outside and, and I found it in like the darkest corner of our yard outside. 
And it's amazing how many bits of palm fronds and stuff like that lying on the ground look like snakes and stuff like that when you can't quite see what's going on. You get, you get where I'm going with this, don't you? Um, it's funny how our brains operate. You know, I remember a number of years ago, before, before we had kids, another story, Al, sorry. Um, before we had kids, so it's ancient history, like this is back, back in the day when phones didn't have torches on them. Um, we were on a camping trip and I'd, I love fishing. I decided in my wisdom that I would go fishing at night with a really dodgy head torch. And I was fishing on the banks of a river where there was a possibility of crocodiles. Yeah, and uh, so as I stood there fishing, I could see something just, just on the other side of the river and it was probably only 20 metres away, but I had the worst torch and so I couldn't quite see what it was and, it, and it, it really did look like a crocodile's head. And as I stood there and as I fished, my mind constantly questioned whether or not this thing was actually a crocodile or not. And, you know, you shine a torch on a crocodile and their eyes glow red, don't they? So there was no glow of red. But as I fished, I, you know, my brain started to go, are you sure? Are you sure this isn't a crocodile? And so within about five minutes, I was convinced that it was a crocodile sitting there and the fishing just was not worth it. And so I went back to the campsite. And then the next morning, I went back to the same spot and this crock was just an old tree branch that was sticking just out of the water line. And it's actually a tree branch that I'd seen the day before, and I'd actually been throwing lures at it to try and catch fish off this tree branch. But that night, in the darkness, my brain had completely forgotten about that, and it was convincing me of something completely different. And these stories I'm, I'm telling you this morning really highlight what God's put on my heart to share with you today. And, and as I said, we've, you know, we've been looking at our faith, our trust in God over these last few weeks. And, and it's really my hope and my prayer that we've all been challenged in our faith. To be placing our faith in Jesus and growing in the faith that we have and putting our trust in Him more and more and our hope in Jesus so that, so that our hope and our faith in Jesus is 100% in all moments, in all times. But, that, but it doesn't mean that there won't be times when our faith isn't challenged. And it brings me to this verse that's been on my heart this week, which is found in Psalm 119, verse 109. You're probably familiar with it. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You know, God, God's word is, is filled with his promises. It's countless testimony of his power and his faithfulness of His might, of His grace and His generosity towards us. His generosity towards those of us who have chosen to follow Him, to follow Jesus and, and all of us who have chosen that path have this desire to do and to live and to be fulfilling the plan that God has for us, don't we? And there are times when that can be really challenging Yeah, because I'm sure if we are all honest with ourselves, I'm sure that we'd all agree that, that maybe the direction we're taking in life is uncertain. You know, maybe the, the way before us is unclear. 
you know, maybe the, the current circumstance and the current place that we find ourselves in might not feel right or maybe it's, maybe it's even completely wrong. And perhaps we have this, this feeling that God's prompting us to be moving into something new and, and we, we find ourselves in these different situations and there's this, these moments where we start asking questions. Start asking the question of what is God actually doing in this moment? And that is where our faith and our trust in God can be challenged. You know, again, over these last number of weeks, we've heard about faith and, and, and how there's things that we can actively do to build our faith, to increase our faith and to defend and protect our faith in Jesus, to follow after Him, to be guided by His Word, to be guided by His light, to be remembering who God is and we do that by being in His Word. Now, because of, as we've already read in, in Psalm 119, it's, it, God's Word is light, and God is light. And He, and he shines into our lives and, and guides us along the right paths. You know, Jesus, Jesus even says as much in John 18, 12, when He says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You know, as, we, as we follow after Jesus, He will chase away the darkness. It is impossible for darkness to exist where there is light. And so, as, as followers of Jesus, we need to be ensuring that we are living in His light, that our attention is drawn to His light. Now, going back to that story about fishing and and walking through the garden last night, the, the lack of light started my mind to play tricks on me and distracted me away from the task at hand. You know, my attention was drawn away from the things that I could see to the darkness and what I couldn't see. And so when our, when our attention is drawn away from the light, when our attention is drawn away from God, we can become distracted and disorientated away from God's intended journey that He has for us and, and distracted away from the things that, that God has placed right in front of us. Now, we, we live in a world that is full of distraction. You know, Neil, Neil stepped in for me a couple of weeks ago when I had COVID. Thank you, Neil came back from holidays just for that. But he was talking about the story of Gideon and how, how the Israelites had, had followed uh, or hadn't followed God's commands and they hadn't removed all of the inhabitants of the promised land and they allowed the Midianite people to stay and as a result, they became distracted and they turned their eyes from God and ended up worshipping the Midianite gods, false gods, Asherah poles and statues of Baal. But, you know, even despite that, God remained faithful. And Gideon drew his attention back to God and God poured His Spirit out on him and he was able to lead the Israelites back to God as well. And I'm not, I'm not going to go into that story this morning, I'd encourage you just to read through that. You can find it in Judges, starting from chapter 6. It's only a few chapters but it's this incredible journey of Gideon trusting in God. 
But just like that same distraction that led the Israelites away from God, it also applies to us. You know, just like the Israelites time and time again got distracted away from God through their journey with Him in the Old Testament, we are faced with the same distractions on all sides. Distractions that want to steal away our time and our energy and our attention. And it's in these moments that we're distracted that that we can be pulled away from the path that God has intended for us to travel. And so we need to be in this place of constantly adjusting and resetting where and what our focus is on. You know, 1 Peter 5, 7 and 8. It encourages us to give all our worries and cares to God. For He cares about you, He cares about us. But it goes on to say, stay alert and watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Because he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Our faith requires that we stay alert. That we remember who God is. And we remember his promises. You know, our, our faith requires, as it says there, to firstly give our cares and our worries over to Him. To put all that we have, all that we are, into His hands. And He cares for each one of us. But also our faith requires that we stay alert and we stay on the lookout because the enemy... The devil has this amazing ability to cloud and skew our path and to distract us away from what God has for us. Now, we just need to look at the first few chapters of the Bible in Genesis in the creation story to realise the way that that the devil works. You know, in that well-known story of of Adam and Eve in the garden, when, when sin first entered the world, when Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil a fruit that God had specifically told them not to eat. We can see how the devil works in Genesis 3.1, the devil appearing as a serpent gets in Eve's ear and just poses a question. Did God really say, you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? That's all he needed to do, a simple question. A simple question that planted a seed of doubt in their minds. Which causes Adam and Eve to take their eyes off God and what God has said and to question what God has said. In that moment of questioning, their attention is taken away and they are distracted from God and His promises. Choosing to listen to their own self-importance and desire and as a result, sin comes into the world. And so for us, in in our journey, in our walk with God, we must always be alert. Be constantly aware of of who we are listening to, of what we are giving our attention to. We need to be alert, we need to be prepared for the enemy to come, who will try to distract, to try to make us doubt, to try and make us question the things that we know are true, the promises that we read that God has made and that is why God's Word is so important. 
Yeah, because it's God's Word that is full of promise, that is full of His desire for us. It's, it's His Word that declares His faithfulness towards us, that shouts His love for us over and over and over again through the incredible accounts and testimonies of His power and His majesty, through the gift of His Son, Jesus, and His death on the cross and resurrection that covers our sin and gives us life. This incredible gift from a generous God who gives us life in all abundance. So get into His Word. Read it. Study it. Think on it. Be reminded of who God is. Remember His promises. You know, so that when we find ourselves in those moments of distraction, in those moments of maybe quiet whispers of, of doubt and uncertainty about what is to come, that we can remember all that God has done and all that He has promised to do. Because inevitably, trials and challenges are going to come. Now, 1 Peter 5 that we read earlier about the enemy who prowls like a lion, it goes on to say in verse 9, it says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. Again, remember God Remember God, stay firm in your faith and stay alert. And as we remember who God is, it's important that we also remember each other. As it says there, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering. We are all dealing with challenges and suffering. It's so important that we gather together and we share that journey together that we share the testimony of things that God has done. So that as we remember the things that God has done, it encourages us to keep going. It encourages all of us to continue to move forward in our journey together. And then 1 Peter 5 continues on in verse 10, it says, In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by the means of Christ Jesus. So that after you have suffered for a little while, he will restore, support and strengthen you. You know, we need to be in this place where we are expecting challenge to come. That we are expecting times of suffering. That we are expecting times of hardship and pain. But what is the promise here? that God is sharing with us an eternal glory through Jesus. What we are going through right now is minuscule compared to eternity with Him. And so, after we have suffered for a while, He will restore and He will support and He will strengthen us. Remember God in every moment. Fix your gaze on Him and His light. 
Yeah, because the, thing, the things that we focus on, the things that affect us, they impact us and what we remember. Just in the same way that I'd, I'd forgotten that I'd seen that log on the waterline the day before. But Matthew 6.22 reminds us that, that our eyes are like a lamp that provides light for your body. So when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. And so this raises the challenging questions of what are we looking at? What are we filling our lives with? Who are we listening to? Who are we living for? Who are we putting our faith in? And the answer to all of those questions should be God. And if you're sitting here this morning or you're hearing these words and that's not the answer that comes to mind, then that's something that needs to be fixed. Fix your eyes on God. And then I guess, what what about when we don't know what is ahead? You know, as as we've been reminded today, Jesus is the light in us and God's Word is a lamp for our feet. It's a light that enables us to have the faith to take the next step. And perhaps sometimes we feel like we can't see down the road ahead. And that can be scary, can't it? In all honesty, I know I like to know where I'm going. Because it's not broad daylight. Our way is lit by a lamp. It's not an LED light bar that shines 2Ks down the road or blinds drivers that are coming the other way. It doesn't show us everything that is to come. But rather, God's light shines enough that we can take that next step that next step of faith. We don't need to fear what is to come just because our eyes can't see. Just keep your eyes fixed on God. Because if we remain in Him, if we keep our eyes fixed on Him, He's the one that knows what is to come and He's going to provide everything that we need just when we need it. We just need to have faith. You know, and there, there are times when, when God gives us this incredible insight into what is to come. And there are other times where we can't see more than one step. Sometimes we feel like we, maybe we can't even see that one step. And again, that is okay. Just put your faith and your trust in Him. Fix your eyes on Him. Live for Him. Remember the things that He has done. You know, I can, I can tell you from, from my personal journey that I'm glad that God only revealed the things He wanted me to know when He did. Because if I knew the whole picture of where I am right now, way back then, I can pretty much guarantee that I would not be standing here in front of you today. And that's, that's the truth. 
as Sue challenged us this morning in communion, I've never, never thought about the fact that the disciples knew that Jesus was going to die. And how that impacted them, knowing that truth. How would you respond? But if I go back to my personal journey, if I, if I look back now and I see each step that I took and each challenge and, and each moment that happened, which, which I wasn't sure what was ahead, you know, I know that God has faithfully led me through all of those situations. And He always remains steadfast and trustworthy. You know, yes, sometimes it was hard. And there were some times when, when I actually let other things grab my attention. And I was listening to the wrong voice and I drew my attention away from God's light. But you know, God is faithful and He drew me back onto His path. We need to remember who God is and what He has done. To be sharing testimony of what God has done in our life. Dedicate time in His Word Put your attention on Him. Make sure you're listening to His voice. And put your faith in Him. Why don't you stand and let's pray. Lord God, I want to just thank You again today that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. God, I thank you that that your word says that you will use all things for your glory and for your good. And so I pray for each one of us gathered here today, for each person that is hearing these words, that you would give us the faith just to trust in you. God, that you would shine your light on our path. God, in those moments of uncertainty, God, I pray that you would, you would help us to put our trust and our faith in you. Help us, Lord God, to continue moving forward just that one step at a time with our eyes fixed on you. God, in those moments where we can't see what is ahead, I pray that you would protect us from the enemy, that we would not be distracted by those questioning whispers, that we would not be distracted by the noise of this world. But that we would be still and we would know that you are God. Amen. You know, maybe you are here today and, and you don't know God and you don't have that personal relationship with Him and, and you don't know the path, you don't know the life, you don't know the abundant life that He has in store for you. I want to tell you this morning that God loves you, that He forgives you, that He sent His Son Jesus to, to die for you so that you can receive this incredible gift of life, a gift of eternal life with Him.
You know, maybe you don't know what is ahead, but you know that something is missing. I want to tell you that that something is Jesus. It's God's love. It's his his desire for life in you. And that is a love and a life and forgiveness that is available for you today just by praying a simple prayer and asking Jesus into your life. And so if that is you and you want to accept that invitation, why don't you pray with me now? Lord God, I am sorry for my sin. I thank you that you want to give me life, a life of abundance, a life for all eternity with you. God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died and he rose again for me. God, forgive me for my sin thank you that I'm forgiven and I invite you into my life Amen and if you prayed that prayer this morning I want to welcome you into the family of God I want to encourage you to tell someone near you or come and, come and tell me because we want to celebrate this awesome moment with you but I want to invite everyone to hang around for morning tea again through the doors there and I want to encourage you to share the testimony of what God is doing in your life to reflect on the things that God is doing and to encourage each other through that as we fellowship together. And as always, the front is open for prayer. If you have a prayer need, please come. You know, I'd love to, love to pray with you and there are others here who would love to pray with you as well. So please come to the front and, and receive prayer if that's something you need. But, but let's just close our service with a bit more worship. Bless you heaps, guys.